the obelisk. The obelisk is the key. Good evening and welcome to the obelisk. Tonight's guest is Dave Zed from the Generation Zed podcast. I don't have any more of a bio from him, so he'll have to do it himself. Welcome, Dave. Pleasure, very big pleasure to have you here. Thank you Hi, so Dave. much. Thank this you so is, much for having me. Well, we're in the shadow of Mercury retrograde, and I do feel feel it myself. I know Jerry calls it Kool-Aid, but I just I, wanted I not. to say, not no, not, not tonight, Jerry. You all, Can I get an amen from everyone out there? Jerry always calls Mercury retrograde Kool-Aid. No, I call it Gatorade. Oh, Gatorade. <laughs> okay, okay. All but right. that's a joke. I still understand and respect Jerry, it. Jerry, you need a tampon tonight. <laughs> you really do i'm gonna shut up <laughs> you're a modern woman tonight um anyway and i don't want you to shut up i don't definitely you bring in all kinds of salt garlic <laughs> i'm never gonna shut up you know that <laughs> i know but what i want to say here to you dave zed is i think you have a fantastic show i really enjoy your videos uh, it's always time well spent. And it's like I said earlier, it's a deep pleasure to meet you. So why don't you just tell us, bring us into the loop. And when I say us, I mean the audience out there that may not know who you are. Uh, bring us into the idea and the thought form of who are you, Dave Zed? Sure. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here. And I'm I'm really happy to be here this evening with, with the both of you. Um, if I may start from the beginning with uh, starting the podcast leading into what I'm, I've gotten into now, uh, approximately about two years ago, if not maybe a little more than that, uh, initially when uh, COVID, two, yeah, I'd say two and a half years ago when COVID had first hit, the first few months of, of 2020 when, you know, everyone was, uh, you know, not working and everyone was getting these... Uh, these uh, opportunities to stay home and all of that. I said to myself, I looked around at the time. Now, granted, fast forward to today, things have certainly changed. But at the time, I looked around and I in the paranormal extraterrestrial um, sort of uh, sort of conspiracy field. And I said uh, of podcasters and I said, there's some very good shows out there, but there were very few that seemed to at the time that seemed to have this um, possibility of allowing to make speculations and correlations between the paranormal and the extraterrestrial kind of concept of things without doing it in a way with saying, oh, this is what they're doing and this is how they're doing it. So in other words, for me, it was more about creating a show that was exploring ideas. Now, with that said, a lot of those types of shows have come to fruition and have uh, been birthed and manifested since then. But um, what happened from there was after about a year and a half, of doing the show and and doing uh, members Zoom calls and members only episodes and of course public live streams and all of this, um, I said to myself basically after essentially I with looking back without realizing at the time I was harnessing and utilizing the show as a form of a self educating tool as well with respect to the research we do both on the public and private level. And so there came a point where I said to myself at about a year and a half ago, if not a little bit more than that, I said, why don't I just try and I, I it's, a, it's a it's a big feat, but why don't I just try and build some type of electrogravitic or anti gravitic or something of this type device, I, I said, you know, I might as well give it a shot. And um, because it seemed like there were these tidbits that were particularly on the dark web in which were much more covered on our Patreon, where 
it seemed like this stuff was a lot more simpler than many people may think is, you know, massive machinery wasn't required and all of that. So uh, fast forward um, with about, I'd say $2,000, maybe a little bit more than that between some trips to the hardware store, uh, ordering some uh, very specific parts and pieces off of Amazon and what have you. Um, I was in a, at the time I was in an area in Canada where there was a lot of open land. I said to myself, okay, let me try and just see if something happens. So, uh, between that and then, um, I guess I'll, I'll say it, uh, publicly, I think for the first time on your guys' show, uh, take decoupling a transformer off of the street, like the transformers on the light posts and all of that. Um, I then, uh, did made some adjustments to this transformer hooked it up to the device i had i had assembled um and turned it on and then um interestingly enough there was a marble ball on top of the device and it, it just went flying suddenly but now before i said oh my gosh i did something uh i was outside at the time i thought maybe wind you know there was no controlled laboratory condition so or setting so i brought it inside um and it did the same thing and then not only that when i increased the charge of it it then emp'd uh the particular property in which i was staying at uh shortly after that it probably didn't help that i was about 40 minutes away from a military base but uh, shortly after that a couple of jets had flown over and so what was interesting about all of this was that uh within a week and a half of those jets flying over i was emailed and and reached out to by people from darpa i had uh some people from the uh let's say the uap uh community or field introduced me to some uh some let's just say very highly respected high level people at the at the department of defense and all of that i uh, made some presentations uh both virtually and in person to some some various groups in the dod and essentially for lack of a better description i'm not claiming i tapped the way i i tapped a set of ways that i will say is not unique it has been tapped before uh it wasn't so much the science that they were interested in more so as it was the the perspective in which i took to then assemble the mechanism it, with a different type of uh i guess you could see an out of the box uh, understanding if you will now Please forgive me because my intent is not to sound conceited here whatsoever, but since you guys had asked, that's basically what what had happened. And uh, from then, what I had done was, without wanting to be, uh, we could say, um, shut down or quieted, if you will, by various either contractors, subcontractors, or, or government agencies directly, um, with some assistance, a little bit of luck, a lot of strategy, was able to coordinate myself into um, basically starting up my own uh, contracting and consulting company, which is SALT. Um, S-A-A-L-T stands for Strategic Analysis and Assessment of Longitudinal Technologies. And um, I've been walking a fine line since then. Uh, there's certain things that I definitely can't speak on, but there's a lot of things that I can in a far more um, non-restrictive manner than others have in the past. So Again, I'm not asking anyone here, or your, nor am I asking your uh, incredible audience to believe me. I'm simply asking to just be open to what I'm saying. Um, there may be some things down the road that will be announced in which will be taken public, whether via a live stream or on video to demonstrate some of this. Um, so far, I've only been to uh, laboratories uh, for consulting purposes in which do not allow any, you know, phones to be brought in or anything of the sort. But um, that's basically the, uh, I guess you could say, not overly detailed, but also not overly brief version of essentially what's been what's been happening. So 
since then, I've continued the show at the pod, the Generation Z podcast, and what we're trying to do, particularly on the member side, um, on patreoncom slash Z is foster a uh, a very positive sort of, um, uh, I guess you could say, a, a positive egregore, if you will, a positive ripple effect in terms of trying to get people to realize that we don't need to wait on, for example, the government to make an announcement, or we don't need to wait for mainstream science to tell us what you know something is or isn't, so to speak. Uh, we're trying to foster thinking. We're trying to foster, uh, you know, an uplifting, uh, we could say, sense of of community uh, in various fields, in medical healing, and propulsion, and biophysics. Uh, all of that. We have people from academia um, that have been involved. We have people uh, from your, you know, your everyday average uh, um, Joe Blow, just wanting to get involved with no uh, background in academia, which is. I don't truth the way I work personally. I don't care about your background. I care about how you are as a person. If you have heart and you have will, that that's much more important to me than anything scientific or anything logical or what have you. So, um, one of the things I can tell you is that it is of my opinion that um, what you'd call physics, uh, metaphysics, and physics, the world of the very large and the world of the very small, are. Uh, intertwined or intercorrelated when tapping this underlying fundamental energy that uh, amongst various ways to activate this energy, whether it's with liquids or magnets or uh, certain types of uh, uh, different kinds of particle accelerators, you name it, does induce uh, not only a gravitational shielding effect, but also a gravitational uh, pulse propagation effect as well. So there's more than one way to skin this cat, so to speak. And we're, um, we're, we're particularly on the member side where we do multiple Zoom calls per week where we have discussions about this and not just experiments. We do thought experiments, you know, uh, so it's not just physical stuff as well. We have people interested in various different areas of things. And that's uh, I'm, I'm very grateful. But that's that's where it's uh, ended up at the moment. Very cool. That's fascinating. Um, I just had one I had a question, but I didn't want to interrupt you, was uh, how was it that they found out that you did that? Knowing what I know now, yeah. uh, there are detectors all over the planet. That's, 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 well, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. That the, whether it's in low Earth orbit or whether it's literally within these military installations, I can tell you that once you know what to look for and once one understands this, this um not just electromagnetic and not just gravitational aspect of things you can detect it very easily and build devices specifically to detect them so you can get spikes in certain areas of a of a geographical vicinity the same way you would get a spike on a, a any other kind of radar basically sure. i've also also if i may say as well that uh I can show you guys uh, to a d degree privately because there's secrecy orders on them, but I'd filed patents as well. And uh, there's uh, there's there aren't secrecy orders on all of them, but on, on on some. So in other words, they know what to look for. Yeah, I was going to that's what I was thinking. They must have detectors somewhere. That's really wild that they're. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, they do have, I can, I mean, the reason I say this is because one, one of the proposals to the DOD guys was I said, hey, I got a, an idea for a patent to detect this stuff. And I was, I, before they even said anything, I said, you guys have it. I was like, <laughs> of course they have it. I, yeah. So <laughs> I said, who am I kidding? So, you know. Yeah, that's just wild. So, I mean, that just in my brain just went poof, because it, if that's true and they have it, then almost every uf quote unquote uap ufo thing that we that that's not an orb or you know that looks mechanical put it that way 
is probably military. I'd say 70 to 85% are ours. And then I think the rest are organic. It's kind of my little theory. Uh, there's, I mean, I have, I have my own theories as well mm. on that. I, unless I have the data, I won't say for certain. So I can just tell you, yeah. it's just my opinion. But yeah. my opinion is that um, there, it's a combination. And I'm, to be clear to your audience, I'm not saying this in order to check off all the boxes indirectly. But I'm of the humble opinion, based on some of the things I've seen exhibited in various laboratories across the U.S., that some of them are from what you'd call uh, an inner earth, so to speak, if you will, uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, under underground in civilization. Yes, uh, some of them are, in fact, our ancestors that just broke away and literally went underground, but not mm -hmm. deep enough to a, a deeper layer within the planet. Um, I also think we're looking at a, a sort of interdimensional and slash crypto terrestrial scenario. Yeah. Um, in terms of extraterrestrial, I, I, I want to be careful with that word because it, it, it's, it implies, loaded. it's loaded and it's got this, uh, in my opinion, stigma that implies that, you know, these little green uh, beings hopped into a, a disc-shaped craft and came from, you know, Proxima yep. Centauri over here. Yep. I wouldn't necessarily phrase it that or put it that way. Um, I could be wrong, though, but I think what we're definitely, I think but without a shadow of a doubt, there is a... Um, there's been a presence here for thousands of years that is not directly human, at least genetically. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I agree too. That, that's and, my take. And yeah. This, I, I was talking about this last night to somebody, how uh, the U S government federally uh, treats, there are two, two distinct legal terms, extraterrestrial and alien. Right. Are two right. distinct terms. And that, Whenever I think about that, I think about like the flat earth theory that there's extra land beyond our pond, so to speak, right? Mm. And our far pond is Terra, as we call it. Right. Beyond the beyond here would be extra Terra or extraterrestrial. So right. that could be why there's this legal distinction. And I could totally pull up to that idea that Alpha Centauri is merely another pond on in whatever we're on. <laughs> that's a very honestly jerry that's a very good way of putting it in my opinion yeah. i would agree with you yeah 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 so i mean it's sort yeah. of like if we think of an onion for example or even for those that have watched his dark materials particularly the introduction yep. where there's these different strings of resonant layers and mm -hmm. each string once you zoom in similar to an experience on psychedelics uh is fractal and is not only fractal but is a whole world in and of itself and then when you zoom out again there's a whole other set of strings and they're their own worlds too. So I don't know if we'd call that interdimensional or extraterrestrial to your point, Jerry. Exactly. Um, I call them adjacent realities. Yeah. Th that's another one too. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. They're, they so just exist in a different frequency. Right. Type some different, something, some different vibration and frequency that we can't perceive. Right. Nor can right. they perceive us. Otherwise we'd all crash and it would be bad. Right. <laughs> exactly that's that gives rise to like the multi-worlds theory all that kind of stuff yeah yeah, yeah. but I, I i think i don't know i don't know right it's my opinion that it's that those other things are 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 actually real mm. you know yeah <laughs> they're I not they're not like dream worlds or anything no, no, no. You're no. talking about physically when awake oh, yeah. materially real yeah. in yeah, terms. Yeah. Of, yes, yes, I would agree. Yeah.
I, I would say this is one thing if, if you can give me a minute to sort of sure. vent my, my concerns in terms of it, not that it matters, but with respects to mainstream science, uh, when it comes to quantum physics in particular, one of the reasons I try my best to not use the word quantum a lot is because it's such an esoteric word. I mean, we can talk about how uh you know, it's it's the smallest quantization or quantifiable piece of in, of you know information structure at the most uh, subatomic molecular scale mm -hmm. that it was named uh, coined by Max Planck um, in Planck the scale. Early, Planck scale exactly. Yeah, um, coined at the coined in the early uh, 1900s. But the reason that ticks me off is because I know for a fact that the same people, in many regards, behind the scenes and even publicly uh, certain figures in certain communities, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> the ones that say that this stuff is not possible, even certain scientists that say mm -hmm. this stuff is not possible are the same scientists that are in a <clears throat> classified setting working on the stuff they said publicly is BS. Yes. That's what, that's what starts, that's what gets me ticked off. And the, one of the reasons I decided to continue the show is because the, um, it, yes, it's very easy to it. A, a very small degree, I can understand why this has been kept secret. Uh, this underlying knowledge, if you will, has been kept secret uh, for quite some time, simply because the device that I had vertically was a gravity propulsor, horizontally would become a coil or a rail gun, and it would also be an EMP gun. So I can see why all it takes is one or two people to crack this stuff, and then, you know, they're... Uh, you're putting guns out of business, but at the same time, I don't think that that is justification to keep this stuff quiet either. So well, you don't want everyone building rail guns in their garage, right? So what what I'm trying exactly. So what I'm trying to do on our particularly on our Patreon is, you know, get to know the people, get to know the members that come on and sign up during our Zoom calls and all that. And the and they don't have to attend those Zoom calls. There's still the content side of the show as well but get to know them see what their interests are all that kind of stuff and then from there see what they'd be interested in working <clears> on next <throat> to improving themselves and then by improving themselves you begin to attain more of a moral and ethical responsibility so if it, and when it comes time to uh you know my potentially divulging down the road the secret sauce of this stuff th there would be it, it would be to people in which i'm able to feel comfortable with and all of that so yeah. You know, try, trying to walk that line as best I can. Right now, unfortunately, there's uh there there are certain legal restrictions put in place where I, I would just yeah. So I understand. I get I totally get it. So, so that's that that's where I come from as well. That's my perspective to give you a no, you know that's awesome my, uh, idea. So you reminded me of something back when we were talking about the strings, like the whole idea of dust and the the realities yes. and all that from uh, his dark materials. Um yeah, and I read those when I was a kid. Oh, nice. There's a there's this weirdo named Tim Refat, who okay, who, who claims he's a, a black magician, and he bases all of his magic on quantum mechanics. So he's got a whole mathematical model in which he operates, right? through the use of crystals and his knowledge of quantum mechanics and, and all that. I I can tell you, but just very quickly, if I may, certain types of quartz crystals um, and, and quantum mechanics become, even in the <laughs> laboratory, indiscernible from what our ancestors called magic, in my opinion. Yeah, I, yes. I, I agree. I, yeah. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with this. I wanted to get the point. One of the things he's he has said in one of the interviews I saw was that 
he calls himself, I think I don't know if he calls him Dark Magician or Black Magician, whatever he calls himself, Magician, he says that what people don't realize is that what a Black Magician does best is remote view, an alternate reality, an adjacent reality, and then shift his himself into that timeline. And what he does in life is shift between timelines that are more favorable because he can remote view because he's psychic and all this. I thought that was an interesting concept. So, I mean, if, if it's possible to do that, it's possible for anyone to do it. I, I want to watch my words here, uh, but... <laughs> I'm sorry. I would, no, no, no. I would very strongly agree with him. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I I do yeah. too. I wasn't look. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put it up. Like, what do you think of this? I, oh no, no, no. I just yeah. I have to. It's just because of I. There's there's certain things I want to say out of excitement, but at the moment I can't. For legal <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I, yeah. The, in other words, I want to be able to say things that help materially substantiate this more than just say, for example, a remote viewing or dream experience. Not that they're any less real than the physical, Correct. but yeah. Correct. Yeah. 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 He's, he's an interesting guy. His whole thing is about, um, the way I visualize it is that he creates a conduit between two, how can I put it? One of the things he does is like take energy, life energy away from people through his crystals and through counter space, through this, he calls it the negative eye. It's, he uses imagine. It's all based on imaginary numbers. Right. right on the constant i and and minus i so in this minus i space which he calls the hell space he makes a conduit or some kind of pipeline to the normal space right and sucks energy out of people <laughs> or, that's or pushes I mean, energy it, to them yeah that that could be done i mean i i'm only familiar with with that type of stuff in the form of what they've called uh um uh, direct energy apparatuses and all that kind of stuff but i mean it, i wouldn't rule it out at all no I, no i i just it's really interesting stuff and all of his videos are gone from youtube and the archives oh, wow. i had on my hard drive are all gone <laughs> wow. but anyway if you can find some of this stuff it's real interesting interesting and i'm sorry to go off I... on that weird tangent no, no, no. That no. was good. That I, I have a question in this uh, query that we're in. So, if Dave, if you could put forward what your ideas of counter space are, so we can get on the same page with that, that would be great. Sure. And um, how is it different from hyperspace? Well, this is where it gets. If you guys could define for me, if if that's all right, what you know counter space to be defined as, it's the dielectric space. I then it's of my humble opinion the the that space and hyperspace would be the same thing. Okay. Okay. Do you yeah. have a different opinion of what counter space is? Uh no, um and the reason is because the elements that seem to be coming from counter space are what's needed to induce the extraction of potentials from hyperspace. Right. Oh from, so from you, hyperspace I... so it's a third actual third space, counter space. There uh well it's in your model Counters in my model, counter space would be what's needed to tap or, or open the door to hyperspace. Okay. They'd be yeah. sort of like opening the doorknob of of the door to the ether. I see it as a crack, and right for me, it's involved with an acceleration or a deceleration, but mostly an acceleration. 
element that allows one to engage in it or uh, I don't know, engage in it, slip through it, if one will. I, I would agree very strongly. With, also, with acceleration, in this, acceleration. So I, I want, before we get too far ahead um, with what you and Jerry are saying, also just to bring us into possibly the dangers of this work, how many, have you had troubles come to your door besides what you introduced to us a little bit briefly that didn't sound like full on troubles, but what kind of danger elements here? Uh, well, first, let me say that it is of my understanding and opinion that certain elements of uh, behind the scenes landscape have changed in the last five years to provide not necessarily a scenario where we're going to see some type of announcement or anything of the sort, but where there's a window of opportunity for people like myself and others to try and bring some of this stuff out in, in, a, uh, in a very methodical, strategical, but open manner. Um, with that said... I can tell you that this year things have certainly lightened up, but last year I there there were death threats via phone calls. Uh, a couple times uh, I have a very strong feeling certain um, certain I guess you could say private contractors were were tailing me. Um, for example, I'd go on a walk or whatever. Uh, various forms of harassment and things like that. But uh, um, at the by that point, I had developed relationships with certain individuals. Uh, not just within the North America, but around the world to the point where uh, it was, uh, it, it didn't bother me, so to speak. But I also was not naive because there have been others in the past, the colonels, lieutenants, what have you, that broke their NDAs and tried to have warned about, tried to warn about this. So in, in other words, yeah, there have been. I, I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you. you. You do have to have a thick skin, uh, a, a pretty thick skin. There have been uh, in-person death threats. There was one point where someone tried to even they got the wrong house, but take a picture of 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 my place of residence in, a, in an attempt to scare me. Um, things like that. But like as I said, with with all that in mind, there is a a, a window of opportunity, particularly within the last uh, year, where this there are certain people that want to see some of this stuff come out. Excellent. Yeah. I figured as much and yeah. I, I can uh, commiserate with. I, I could tell you right now that I, I will be very honest with the both of you and your lovely audience. Um, I'm, I, I'm not married, nor do I have children. So if, again, I say this purely out of kindness, but if, if this may be something one may want to consider and or reconsider, if diving wanting to go uh, into the thick of this with uh, with a family because i hate to say it but i must i feel i must be honest that they will when i mean they i mean certain elements of private industry and the military industrial complex they will go to extensive lengths to do whatever they need to do to ensure that their intellectual property is not uh revealed to a to a large degree yeah i yeah. uh i agree and i have put out similar warnings to people that have families. I, I don't yeah. either. And I've had the same level of troubles, uh, uh and, so you uh, know, directly at my house and all kinds of, all kinds of bad, terrible things. Um, so, so when we're looking at 
at this level of moving forward. And I do believe, and I just want to use the word believe, that there are many people out there, many factions, many organized uh, groups at the very least that want to see this all come out and want to start moving this forward. However, the way I've been noticing it, Dave, is that the I feel like that is still a smaller group of people or organizations or force, if you will, than what is currently um, controlling all this. And here's where the woo comes in, which is what I love. I think that we're dealing with a lot of, if not almost exclusively, non-humans when we start getting into these areas. Now, you notice I didn't say extraterrestrials. I would completely agree with you when you if you were to go up the chain if you will uh to you know the the people the select group of individuals that are in the know and who they're reporting to it is of my very humble opinion that they are reporting to um beings in which we would consider non-human yeah I, and I would say to a very large degree as well, uh, the, a lot of events that occur on the surface of our material reality are the result of uh, ripple effect events from potential other uh, realities or uh, densities of, of this reality, if you will. And so also when we're looking, I've got so much stuff going on in here. Um, <laughs> that, that, that's that whole idea that uh, things manifest here out of energetic patterns in other dimensions. I've heard that before, like people talking about doing energy work in the astral plane, for example, and have it manifest here with yeah. the right skill set. So, yeah, that's that's interesting. If I may as well, one of the things that when it comes to this idea of propulsion and all of that, um, it's of my opinion that an anti-gravity device um, or whatever we want to call it, electrogravitic, gravitomagnetic, you know, all these different terms, these these anti-gravity yeah. devices. Non-combustion you know, engines. Right. Pl plasma combustion, all yeah. this kind of stuff. And, and as I think I've said there's more than one way to skin this cat. But at the end of the day, what we're looking at here is a replication of what our bodies already do organically. And and I and I really do mean that yes. in terms of yes, yes. Uh, uh, the the beating of the heart, the chakras of the human body, the uh, autoanomic. Yes, there's a there's a complete uh, and direct correlation with not just the ancient Mesopotamians and Egyptians, but also with other ancient cultures trying to literally leave the answers on the walls, like drawing it out. Uh, we find that we see a lot of uh, geometry and quantum field theory and quantum mechanics directly aligns and is quote-unquote eerily coincidental to what our ancestors have drawn on the walls of the either the egyptian ankh or the infinity symbol or the squatting man on the cave drawings which is eerily identical to how plasma fluctuates so you know there, there's there's that stuff that's kind of just been ignored by the mainstream and then again i think what we see in terms of not just uap or ufo or even paranormal stuff or any high strangeness even everyday things i think are a direct result of some type of ripple effect but energetically both materially and non-materially yeah. of um of of an overall apparatus that is uh that can behave and be modeled electrically but that's just my, that's just my opinion um so so with this with this idea and i'm sorry jer i just had to get this in that's okay um 
with what you're seeing right now, what we are actually observing in the realm around us right now. And I mm. want to just put in quotes here, like uh, the crazy and how everything seems extra or hyper or cartoonish, yeah. how there seems to be some sort of retro causality going on mm. and um, a backward stitches in time, if you will. How are you in your, in your language? What, how are you making, uh, how are you parsing this out? And I'm looking for your opinion here more than anything, because I already know, because I listened to you, how well-informed and how deep into this you are. Oh, well, first off, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm honored. I appreciate it. Um, I, th in my opinion, it, it, since you've asked for my opinion and not, you know, just what the data showing, um, and my, please know my opinion is also based on experiments and data that I can't show whatsoever, even for my members. Um, but it's a, that's what I'm saying. It's a well-informed opinion. Oh, I, oh, I see. Thank you. Um, I think our intent at a, at a mass scale is what's driving uh, this, uh, this in terms of people are now beginning to question things and they're saying, okay, hold on. The media is saying one thing, but my eyes tell me something different, literally. Uh, and with that said, I think what we're seeing as well is this: I, when people see, for example, they talk about you know seeing birds or plane planes being frozen midair and all of that. To me, that makes perfect sense with respects to the idea that, again, I say the, I use these words carefully, but we may be living in a morphogenic fractal uh, hologram or simulation, if you will, and that this hologram or simulation, just like a video game, uh, renders the reality or loads it up, so to speak, based on uh your perception and every single one of us are living in our own realities but everything is stemmed back to a source or a server if you will a cons i call it personally consensus harmonics because of the uh, resonant oscillations of of uh the parameters of uh, of any type of material i think basically our intent is beginning to cause a, a rupture and a ripple effect that it, that in a way is whether it's again nothing to do with anything high strangeness but even if it's for example i don't know the let me just think of something here the, the trucker protest in canada a couple a year and a half ago or a year ago things like this people are saying no we don't either whether they're consciously realizing it or not there's a lot of people that are coming into themselves in a spiritual regard in my opinion because they're starting to say to themselves well i have all the material belongings that society has said i should have and i you know mortgage paid off kids you know family all this kind of stuff but internally i'm still not happy so what's missing and i think what we're missing there is that uh intuitive uh stochastic heuristic approach that is called spirituality. It's just now being rebranded as quantum and attempted to be merged in a non-organic regard with uh, something I personally don't agree with, with more synthetic artificial um, apparatuses that I, I'm more into uh, let's work with nature rather than against it. So I, yes. I don't know, sorry if that answered your question or not, but uh, yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. That's that is, and it, it gets to, now I'm not on your Patreon, so I've only had the pleasure of what nope. you, you will put out in public. However, what you just said is something I have been uh, very keen to say and observe. And this is, this is what it is, is that, and I'm going to use it in terms of how things are proceeding right now with, mm. uh, say, a revolution type, uh, a revelation type thing, uh, not a religious aspect to it, but just the revealing of information or a disclosing right. of information. An apocalypse. 
well, not so much that a revealing. Well, that's um, what apocalypse uh, means. I'm thinking of a revealing, like a revelation of revealing. So anyway, moving forward, I I I think that this is going to be in everyone's personal language. So as we move forward, yes. these experiences are actually interfaced with your own set of symbols, your own language, your own experience of what the collective of what is going on in the outer world so that it's going to look different from the person right next to you and the next person. And I think that this is a way of um, I think this is part of what they're calling disclosure, because what's coming forward needs to interact with every consciousness that's out there and so it's not going to come in and speak in an in all english when there's a million other languages and, and, and neither they, perspective is right or wrong if i may add in my yeah, opinion right right yeah. it's a neutral it's a neutral space but the thing is it's going to cause this to be some fuckery is that i can say come forward and i'm just hypothesizing here but and say whoa you know i've just had this amazing experience and then the next person will totally disagree with me they had a whole different experience and the, what i'm getting here is that it's not going to be cohesive but the thing that's cohesive is that something has happen there's been a shift or a a change in the energy in the realm and that will be the only thing people can agree on and then I, we're in a new space i agree with you in the sense that there i think there are a lot of people this is my opinion need to come to the understanding after a particular point in time in the upcoming years that perhaps the observation of seeing different things than others is by definition the agreement of coexistence, if that makes sense. This uh, th this notion, for example, that uh, when you look at, um, let's say, say all three of us right now, say we're driving in a car and say, um, say uh, Nish sees, uh, we all see a craft of some type in the same coordinate geographically in the sky, but Nish sees a square, a cube craft, and Jerry sees a triangle, and I see the traditional disc shape, if you will. None of us are neither right nor wrong. This goes back to, for example, Schrodinger's cat and all of that. And I think, unfortunately, um, we are currently residing on the surface of this planet with uh, a myriad of shit shows going on, conducted by various elements that are continually trying to fight a battle that they're not going to end up winning, in my opinion. And if I may say, when people talk about, for example, well, you know, they, they say, oh, it's the age of Aquarius. Well, to me, when people say that very kindly, it's very much like when people use the word quantum. Okay, what the heck does it mean, so to speak, right? So the age of Aquarius, to me, from a, a scientific perspective, would be if we think of, for example, sleeping in uh, an apartment in New York City in the middle of winter with the window open overnight as you're sleeping. Are you going to feel the cold coming through the window if you have just one blanket on? Or are you going to feel it more if you have, say, five layers of blankets on? You're, you're obviously going to feel it more if you only have one layer on, right? I would liken the layers of those blankets to frequency densities in our reality and so everything is cyclical and there comes a point where there's going to be an increase in thickness and expansion and, and then an, uh, a decrease in the thickness and then an increase in the neg entropy of that so you have your expansion and contraction if you will which also by the way when if you were to look at that in a visual regard forms the caduceus yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and the double helix Double helix, which is our DNA strand, which is also, in my opinion, allegedly, uh, yeah, th this is is also my <laughs> opinion. The uh, the propagation of um, what a gravity field would look like mm -hmm. if you were to get it going. And there's talk that 
there's a whole other strand that's not in this dimension too like i've heard that too uh, the the this um you're going yeah i i would say there there is i would say uh there's a third strand down the center and yeah. i think that that third strand is the interconnection between uh, not just developing anti-gravity but literally everything else and that's why if you look for example of uh at for example uh, leonardo da vinci uh nostradamus you know you, newton you you look at a lot of these guys back then a lot of them were allegedly they were not just mathematicians or scientists they were also alchemists they were philosophers they were you know yes. uh, authors and it is of my opinion that is because they understood that underlying geometry and that knowledge at you know the Planck scale, quantum scale, at the magical scale, whatever you want to call it, that allows you to, for lack of a better description, become uh, awakened and enlightened to see that everything around us, by definition, is the, um, I guess you could say, is the, ma arguably matter It would be what our ancestors called magic. And I say that mm -hmm. very lightly, but, you know, that, that's been thrown out there before. Well, sure. I mean, okay, so if we can believe atomic theory, if that's actually true, right? Nothing is real. Nothing in front of us is real. We never touch anything physical. We're interacting with the electromagnetic field surrounding that energy field itself, and it takes on different forms based on its vibrations, etc. So, I mean, whatever... And that makes sense why you would see different things, because different energy patterns are register differently in your brain and make right. you produce a vision because you you're not seeing what's in front of you your brain there's like a what is it two nanosecond delay there's some crazy delay where your brain is assembling the the visuals for the frequency and, and vibrations it's currently receiving right and and I would say that if we, if one were to look at the academic literature of chemistry, physics, mm -hmm. you know, engineering, you name it, uh, prior to World War One, not what someone wrote about the papers, but if one could somehow find the original source papers of the late 1700s, 1800s, going till about 1920, uh, you'd find that the academics of their time were basically already successfully conducting what we now call currently quantum experiments but they didn't call it quantum they called it they considered the ether or the vacuum or empty space which right. is in my opinion not really empty uh as um as being real more real than any material object to your point jerry and also what's interesting about it is that they called it that and they considered it such until world war one and then things started to change you had a bit of the residue you had the airships you had the you know the tartar stuff but then mm -hmm. once world war ii came even during the years of world war ii i have some footage of some cancer cells being like zapped out and, and healed uh and then another some other slides of cancer cells being healed in different ways mm -hmm. being able to take the cell from a point in time uh, back to a point in time when it was once healthy um, you, and the way it's done is by using the vacuum or empty space, if you will. But then it goes, it went, it all just went quiet after World War II, almost as if there was a a, a reset, if you will. And interestingly yeah. enough, 1947 been, is when it happened, right? And interestingly <laughs> enough, it's been it's been uh, it's been studied that human behavior can be modeled electrically and can be predicted on a grand scale, uh, whether it's uh, human behaviors of a city or a town or a stock market or, or you know you name it. But it also only takes uh, allegedly two generations to completely wipe the memory of a particular population. Yeah, so that's obvious. Yeah, I mean, and, and if I may say, uh, Jerry, I think what you're alluding to are the papers of um, Dean Radin when you had said the three nanosecond delay. Um, 
perhaps i've heard as it from well, other places too i mean yes as well as uh, <laughs> diana, uh i think her name is diana didulo out of lockheed martin and dr james giordano out of the giordano, european yeah, human, human brain project with respects this to this is why i love you dave <laughs> with respects to what's called an oscillatory theory of consciousness so like you know non-linear or quantum uh so, clip you ever you know who cliff high is oh yeah so Cliff's got this theory, this oscillating universe theory too, that uh, blinks on and off, I forget, 2.8 trillion times a second. And then there's frames generated that basically that's your, every time it goes off, there's nothing. And then it comes back. And, I, well, if I may say two things to that, for example, there's some work from the 1980s by Hochberg and Visser, which show that the throat of a wormhole, so to speak, uh, and the reason I bring this up is because there's been postulations that we may be within a black hole, wormhole, you name it, a sort of uh, transition. Dyson sphere. Dyson sphere, right. Um, exactly. The throat of the wormhole is all that's needed to understand the rest of it, because once you're at the Planck scale, you can then use Pythagoras's two to one ratio to scale mm -hmm. it out from there, right. which also induces the, you know, the five, seven, uh, five spins inwards, seven spin outwards vortex. Uh, but not only that, if you look, for example, at even, um, uh, what was it again? The, uh, uh, shoot, I lost it, but I'll, I'll, I'll get it. <laughs> so the Sorry, one... I've been, I, I haven't stopped the last couple of weeks, so I've, I've... No, no worries. It's awesome. Uh, it's great, great, just great chat. Um, the uh, that idea about um, <clears throat> reversing the aging of a cell oh. and counter space mm -hmm. made me think of this dude. Uh, I forget his first name. So, something Anderson, Doctor Anderson, who apparently has a device. A time, he calls it a time travel device that can age and de-age organic matter. Well, I can tell you that um, I have some uh, some slides that from the Air Force that, that I really shouldn't have that I had presented to the, the DOD guys as well that kind of spooked them a bit, which taught, discussed uh, during the World War II and afterwards uh, a, a device where, for example, if we're thinking of a Mobius strip or uh, topology in general, mm -hmm. a Mobius strip could in fact fluctuate appropriately uh, without any... Uh, we could say loss of generality and full coherence if there was a third time derivative derivative or fourth dimension implemented so what i'm trying to say here is basically if we think of this idea that we are say there's we have a stack of books book number one all the way up to ten arguably nor normally it would be infinite but i'll use uh i'll use that example here say we are residing on book number ten in our reality if you will um if there was a point in which say book number five had a healthy cancer a healthy cell that on book 10 is now cancerous could we extract the potential from the ether the vacuum hyperspace you name it to then bring it to the present time so you have literally within a second uh, completely rectified and cured uh, your own cancer and uh, antoine prior uh, was actually doing this uh, the, with the funding of the french government um, and then I believe the Americans came in and shut it down, but he was healing people on a, a big coil with plasma filled um, above a bed yes. and he would, yeah. he would heal them. And uh, unfortunately he, there, as I understand it at the time, talking to people far uh, smarter than myself, he didn't fully get how he was doing it, but he knew he was healing them. And the reason he didn't fully get it was because he did not fully have a, at the time, there was not a coherent understanding of what you'd call nonlinear optics. 
So, and what the, what that would be would be if we say take have a a glass prism, whether it's a cube or a pyramid, doesn't matter. Say we take a regular laser beam and we shoot the beam through the prism. As the beam goes through the prism, it is being once the 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 initial uh, photons go through the beam, there is a kinetic absorption and then disp um and then emission and then reabsorption, reemission, et cetera, et cetera. So that speaks to the ideas, right? That also speaks to the infinity symbol because this idea of, well, okay, if we look, for example, at Dr. Halpudov's polarizable vacuum model, uh, we see that the particle fluctuations generate the fields, the fields generate the particles to fluctuate. And so it's like putting a microphone to a speaker and getting a nonstop squeal. It's a cosmological feedback system in a toroidal geometry. So does that affect the tightness of the mitochondria, how tight it's wound as opposed to loose? Uh, oh, God, I can't remember how this all goes. But for some reason, I think that the the better the longevity, the better the health, the better the uh, the healthier the actual genes of an uh, uh, organism is. It's the tighter the mitochondria is wound within uh it's uh oh geez. oh there there are correlations and i say this because when you look at the immune system one can make a strong argument that the immune system in and of itself acts as um uh as its own organ and that if people have talked about the akashic records if you will there's something within our genetics that i i have to be careful in with what i'm saying here but in what may or may not be called junk dna that stores um all in every event, thought, feeling, action that you have taken, and it stores it within this uh, library, if you will, that can be tapped genetically. So that's why when people say, for example, well, if you know, uh, how do I put it? Um, if you others in the past have said, well, if uh, some, if an, a certain race, regardless of where they're from, a certain species more advanced than us, were doing tests or experiments on some of us or, you know, over a prolonged period of time, at least as we perceive time over hundreds or thousands of years, where would you put it? Some people have thought, well, you know, in a mountain or in something very, so well, I'd put it in the genes because they're the yes. most likely to survive. Yeah. Oh, and see, and so the, the, the mechanism I'm talking about is not the telomere either. Um, mm. it, that's separate. And I, I wish I could get to it. The, so with this idea, though, is it possible to rewrite organically and naturally and not synthetically like is being done? Mm. Or through the idea of, say, counter space and how that function works, the dynamics of that function uh rewrite the script i guess my question here is how finite is this experience we're having and how hard is it to actually rewrite this coding is it immutable is the question i don't know that it, is it immutable but i hear you the that that is a niche that is a great question um well I can tell you that as at least as I have been briefed on and as I, as, as I understand it, um, and one of the reasons that this wasn't said, uh, this wasn't instructed to me to be something to keep quiet is because it, to many, it sounds so crazy that, you know, it doesn't matter. But uh, when one goes up that 
food chain or that ladder, if you will, of trying to really get to the core of everything. What we're looking at is, is something that even Dr. Niels Borat said in 1914, I believe, when he said, if one doesn't realize that everything that um, we call real are made up of things that are inherently and entirely non-real, then one hasn't understood quantum physics yet. And so I think when we go up that ladder to sort of the uh, source of this potential immutability or not, we're looking at something completely non-physical that is attempting to, I hate to be be like this, but I also want to be honest in the best way yes. that I can, that is possibly using us for food or yes, as food. That's, you're right where I was at. That's exactly what I was I, I and I say that, to get at. I say that not happily. There's some evidence I've seen to strongly suggest that that may be the case. And uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't lose sleep over it, but it's kind of like, you know, do cattle know that they're going to get slaughtered in a handful of days? It's the same, right? Idea, right? You it, don't know what you don't know. Right. But this is where my research and evidence has been going and I've been right. trying to put this forward, not to scare people, but to make people aware that this is a potential. Yep. And also, so I just want to piggyback on that. What do you see the role of uh, fungus and molds and spores playing in this whole phenomena, the whole thing? Oh, I, I got to be honest with you. Um, Anything having to do with plants and biology, I think, is a direct representation of the answers that we're all looking for. Um, and what I mean by that is basically, uh, this may be an oversimplification, but when we people talk about, you know, how can we develop anti-gravity or how can we develop something for for healing people or how can we develop, uh, uh, open up a portal or a stargate or something, the the... <laughs> The fungus, the plants themselves, nature has been trying to show us and give us the answer. Like yes. it's it's right in front of our eyes. Now, also, not only that, but um, they're fractal. And that's not a fluke either. I think fractality is a very significant part of all of this because it also stems back to Pythagoras' two to one ratio. Uh, and also not only that, but this idea of what's been called and known as the Egyptian Ankh, because we see, for example, two are stemming from one. And that's your that's your why, so to speak. Yes. Not only that, but there have been some that have postulated that, and I have to again forgive me. I have to watch my words here. That the Cartesian plane, scientifically and mathematically, the x and y axis are not all that there is. There's a third one, which is there may be a z axis, right? And that may speak to this idea of our third DNA strand. This may be speak to the idea of zero point energy. When you take X and Y axis and you sum them to zero, uh, a new, uh, just like when two people come together to give birth to a child, a new form of energy is born from that. And yes. so I strongly agree with that. I can, I can definitely speak publicly on the fact that electromagnetic inductance uh, in the laboratory uh, generates gravity from that so electric electricity and magnetism the the divine uh masculine the divine feminine form an entirely new energy from that topologically um and that's that's what i i think plants fungus all of that i think is a direct representation of that so so i've had a very similar opinion on all that too uh ever since i first heard about waveforms canceling each other out mm-hmm that whole idea never made sense to me because if <clears throat> so like a sound wave is just an ether perturbation as far as i'm concerned right it's just right, a sure. movement of the medium and your ears pick mm -hmm. it up as whatever so that movement okay. that energy of that movement can't possibly cancel something out 
but it could shift at 90 degrees into a different form, just like you said. So that that was my whole understanding. Yeah. So I've heard that described mm-hmm. as scalar energy. Could be. Yeah. I mean, I uh, unfortunately that, I, I can't comment on that. No, I know. I'm I'm just saying. Well, I don't know that, but I'm just saying that. <clears throat> In the past, I've heard that talked about as being scalar energy, this energy that goes 90 degrees from the the third dimension of energy, if you will. Some have called it a third time derivative. Yeah. I Unfortunately, I'm going to have to just go. No, it's cool. Um, So what, what about, let's look at this new race of people coming in. So we talked about earlier, it takes two generations, basically, and you've got a new world. And uh, as far as if there's a program and if you're trying to restructure everything, it doesn't take very long, especially if you move the elders out and so or get control of the young ones. But there's something different going on. And I could point my fingers in a lot of different directions. I think all of us could and I don't we don't need to go down those those corridors at the moment something is different in the sauce and we know that there is something different in the sauce and so therefore with the world that these new beings are being brought into that is very separate and very much different from um, the world of not very long ago that is more digital that is more uh what I'm seeing is the emergence of something new. And this is like uh, a new being we are encountering. Again, to me, the idea of a human is like a car. Uh, it, uh, it's a, I'm driving a human car, a vessel that is technically homo sapien sapien, but a lot of things agree. are in them. So what do you agree. think about this new, uh, and I'm just calling it species coming in just kind of colloquially. So people understand that it's different from what, I guess we are. If we're looking at it from an organic sense, which is the route that I prefer to take most avidly um, than anything else, then a uh, great question, by the way, uh, your line of thinking is is identical to mine, I must say. Uh, the Then I would say that, for example, instead of what have been what has been called humankind, perhaps we could consider humans kind or humankind, mm, yes. if you will. Um, that's why in some cases there have been alleged reports of, you know, alleged quote unquote et but then you know leaked uh, medical uh, reports showing that their genetics seem to have some human percentage within them and it's like whoa you know people are they allegedly don't look like us at all much bigger much taller so this speaks to the idea as well of as uh, is as well of um you could say uh a propagation of cohesion across the universe in the sense that there's a, an underlying consistent uh, interrelation that we all have with one another. Now, in terms of, uh, if I may ask, um, Anish, with, when you said new being, could you be a little more detailed in, in what you mean by that? Well, again, I believe that, so I think we're being altered, and I uh, think yeah. that we're, so I, I think we can all agree that we've been altered that through recent things in the last few years that have been going on, but not just those by the difference in the air quality, the food quality, oh. the water quality, all this. So there's something structurally changing. And I right. think 
it is actually part of the hidden and this is the woo the hidden hand that's non-human to bring in a new species and i think some people out there might be calling this a reset there's a whole bunch of language but something right. dave something new is coming into the realm and it's not us if I may say, I, I agree with you very strongly. Actually, I would maybe perhaps take it one step further in that there are multiple factions of both human and non-human, material and non-material uh, uh, beings with their intents and agendas for what is going to be coming in the next five to 15 years. And we, as you say, we've, we're already seeing it now. Things happening now, two, three years ago, we never, we, we, you know, never would have thought would be the case are indeed happening in terms of how ridiculous certain things are getting in all of that. I think we're seeing one angle of that being pushed from a more synthetic AI angle, which personally, I will say, um, I'm not for now. That's just me personally. Uh, I'm I think with you. <laughs> I, I, I right. I think we see as well another angle being pushed, which is far more organic, alchemical, and uh, we could say nature oriented. Um, however, I think we're seeing that represented. I think we're seeing a war of those elements, by the way, in real time, and we're seeing what's being reported in the media as a res in some cases as a result of that warring. So um, I'm much more on the personally organic side uh, of things. Um, not trying to go against nature or force things to to that are not naturally supposed to occur to happen uh regardless i think just like with everything in life everything is a cycle uh perhaps and um the beings that were once potentially here whether human or otherwise that may have not had the best intentions for our species on the surface um may be attempting to project and i say may may be attempting to project strength that they no longer have but they're attempting to appear that to still have it but other elements have caught on that they're not as strong as they were whether human or otherwise and um we're seeing the result of that attempt to uh i mean i'll, I'll be honest with you guys my you could say that my initiative as well with what i do on the patreon specifically is an attempt to try and get as many people more organically and nature oriented with this new knowledge and uh, science and energy as possible so that that's where i go with that and, and just to bring this all full circle back to the whole intent and uh, consensus reality mm -hmm. generates our picture of it, right? Right. We, we talked about earlier. What, what I am observing lately is the total destruction of consensus yes. across the board. Yes. In every possible collective, there is dissent and separation and no one is on the same page anymore. And I think, so like half of me says that that's being done on purpose. No, I'm sure right. that's being done on purpose. Yes. But I think the outcome of this happening is, and I hate to use this term, but I don't have a better one, an awakening. That people will snap yep. out of it and it will just backfire on the, I don't want to say perpetrators, the energy that's driving this. How's that? I, I think if I sort of cut you off, I think to your point, Jerry, that the, the the lack of harnessing, understanding and using whether we want to call it spirituality or intuition is what's also causing people to freak out and look externally instead of internally. But that that's just my opinion. No. And that's just another way to put it, too. Right. I, you know, I, what I was trying to say is that, you know, getting back to the idea that there's a layer of control above mm. physical humans, right? Right. That, oh, yeah. That that 
and I'm, I'm this is front loaded shit from back like when I was got into this in early 20 you know 12 or whenever but this whole idea of of some kind of mass consciousness awakening happening regardless right. of how that happens right uh, is trying to be staved off by this upper echelon and i think that's I agree. driving a lot of the division in our society now and keeping us all apart i absolutely fundamentally agree with you okay, cool. uh, one and that's uh, yeah i'll leave it at that i, okay. I completely agree no with you. yeah no it's good i'm glad i'm happy that other people agree with me <laughs> <laughs> however i'm not I, sure jerry how you how you put that together how you hypothesize that but i would say you're very accurate man <laughs> I, uh i watched a lot of shit <laughs> a lot of shit but yeah no i yeah i that's kind of my observation of what's happening today and i think yep. you know um my whole philosophy in life has been that reality is going to slap you in the face till you wake up and realize it's trying to talk to you you know exactly oh man you you nailed that exactly and what yeah. you just described there is also what some people have also called synchronicities too yeah. so regardless of the label we put on it yep. it's uh, different paths to the same finish line yes absolutely and there's something trying to stop that yeah yeah so so, so something good's coming we just have to yep. we have to make it to that good thing and you're not the only person who said that to us i mean god who was it was that shane maybe maybe shane bells yeah shane bells i think was talking about something happening now i, I don't know about this whole solar event that's supposed to trigger oh. this um uh, i'm not saying that's part of it i don't think it is but it could be a catalyst i don't know i unfortunately i can't go into that okay i've got a i've got a question there's a there's a whole bunch of stuff so I have a whole bunch of great people around me that just track all kinds of shit. Nice. And uh, I'm very fortunate for that. And and it's not for me. They do it for themselves. I just get to be included in it. And uh, so one of the things that's being tracked is in the last few years, but it's upticking. And I think I saw st there's a story that's out right now. So mm -hmm. this current story right now is this boy, I'm not sure, in Colorado or somewhere where he was dead for over two hours. And then they uh, they found out he's still alive. He woke up and now he's in rehabilitation. He has no brain damage outside of short-term memory. And so this is the latest. And he's in and he's in physical rehab and stuff. There's a whole mm. expose on him. Anyway, and you know, they're trying to pawn this off that it was a genetic deformation or something coming down from the mother's line. But the fact is he was dead, dead, dead for over two hours and they're calling it miraculous. But the thing is, there's a bunch of these stories all over the realm. And then recently there's been some stories with animal studies and I can't remember which lab it's on the East coast. That's been talking about bringing back squirrels that were dead for a very long time and reanimating them. And so there's this idea, Dave, that there's, okay, so electricity is obviously involved and magnetism's involved in this. Mm -hmm. However, I have a two point question here. First of all, I don't think the things that are coming back are the things that left. 
So I don't think the soul that died is the soul that came back. I'd I agree with you. A, a darker situation going on there. And secondly, yeah. how, and there are several of these cases. It's not a one-off. This is not anomalous in any which way. And the further back I've started to look in time, it's these stories have been out there in small little uh, reporting circles mm -hmm. that how many of these people you're you're pronounced dead you're dead two hours you usually just end up at, at the morgue or not even thought of at that point how many people are reanimating at that point and what's going on there so it's a kind of that two-point question there sure. because i find it concerning and it plays into a lot of the pop culture narrative that's being fed to the collective yes um it's of my opinion, and I'm in strong agreement with you, Nish, that they're, whomever, whatever is returning is not what, what was there prior. And the reason I say this is because there is something that is uh, seldom discussed, but is something I can discuss to a degree because of the fact that some of it's come out from being restricted to public in the literature, which is that it's been argued that what we call a soul may in fact be a bioplasmic matrix, if you will, or matrix uh, that resides um, in the in the body, uh, but is also non-local as well in what they call, you know, spooky action at a distance or non-locality, which also leads to what Roger Penrose has discussed when he speaks to this idea of when he says conscious, he can't describe what consciousness is other than that it is not here in terms of uh, non-local. and non-local, so yeah. Right. He can describe what it isn't, but he cannot describe what it is. Um, I would agree very strongly with that. I think that whatever consciousness is, whether uh, induced synthetically or otherwise, this idea, if we follow along that matrix uh, concept uh, and our bodies being organic computers or laptops or vessels or containers, that um, I think what is um, well, first off, Nish, your question is fantastic. Uh, I wish I could do a six hour breakdown mathematically and scientifically of everything like to answer to every detail of what you asked there, because both your questions are incredible. So um, basically, I think there's so many variables to after a, a soul, if you will, has been removed from, from its uh, vessel or container, that I think what we're seeing here is a very butchered synthetic version, similar to um, what's the uh in his dark materials uh spoiler alert and near the end of the the show when they go to one of the uh lower realms that many have considered hell mm -hmm. and basically they're alive but they're also not in the sense that they're detached from their 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 vessel is detached from their core source uh, there's whatever you want to call it soul star energy whatever you want to name it and um basically it's this is this speaks to me as going against nature so to speak i think i apologize it's it's difficult for me i have to watch my words and also i'm trying to make sure i don't get into all super physics lingo or whatever but i think that it is something that is very unnatural something that should not be tampered or played with and i think that it is being done on behalf of a grander element to both your and jerry's point of something that is trying to resist what it what is naturally going to be occurring uh, regardless of any malevolent efforts. Sorry, I hope I answered that question uh, well enough. If not, I can try again. <laughs> that, yeah, that's that, reminded that's me fine. of the whole soul recycling stories I used to hear and how that's been stopped. So maybe they're looking for a new way to get at it. 
I it's I mean there there's a lot of different uh there's a lot of speculation about the different intents behind the scenes of of that and um sure it's just energy. It's it's but uh, the thing is that it's actually happening. So it's out of the realm of stories as right. far as we're getting fed this now from not from uh fiction, you know, sci-fi fiction, literature, mm -hmm. storytelling. It's actually coming from the other storytellers, the news sources. And that's where it's taken into a deeper layer or it's gone to the street level. So on the other question here is the 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 dynamics and structure of a bioorganic being uh, being reanimated after a certain amount of time, like the squirrels, I think they were, they had them in the refrigerator or something. They were reanimating them after like six months. Now this is out there and it's coming through peer review, peer review, uh, a peer reviewed journal. Yes. Not yep. that I, at this point, hold any of that stuff in high regard these days, but it's something they are clearly wanting us to get our collective minds around this reanimation idea there's an angle to that which is something that in my opinion could could aid organically in re revitalizing a person if you will but i also think there's an angle to that in which um is very unnatural and that's why, forgive me, I'm trying to do my best to explain in as simple terms as I can, but there there are different branches uh, or avenues one could go down with that. What we're seeing here is, is a, a, a very extended version and potentially unnatural version of um, the cancer cell example I gave, because at least in the cancer cell case, you are still within your container or vessel, if you will. You're still alive when that's, when that's occurring. If you... It, it it starts to get complex in my opinion because this idea of you know for example there are different uh, proposals that whether emotionally intellectually uh, in other um, uh, in a thermodynamic sense the soul if you will or the bioplasmic matrix is comprised of different elements so if we think of a, a full pizza and it's got different slices so in some cases it's been proposed uh, by some of my colleagues privately that the basically when some people die, if there's trauma and they're not fully ready for that death in a physical sense to occur, uh, then some of those slices of that metaphorical pizza that represents the soul in this example remain uh, resonantly uh, stuck or attached to the, a particular geographical vicinity, and then the rest go. So when you're trying to reanimate that, you're like reanimating a, a butchered pizza that didn't have 12 slices to make the full circle you're bringing back just a few and then you know not the whole thing and it, it starts to get really there's a lot of variables at play there depending on when it was done how they were stored it's really in my opinion uh, a shit show uh, that's something that I mean, it's one thing if you're alive and you want to do some type of uh, reverse aging to make the body healthier and to live longer whilst you are still alive. But in my opinion, it's another scenario after you've died. Uh, at least or you know allegedly you know left your vessel and then all of a sudden six months later someone tries to zoop you back in it uh i think what we're seeing there is an attempt to, to showcase that everything is local in the body which i very fundamentally disagree with but so they never wait, they never allowed us that to think sorry Dre, i just want to make sure this gets answered in the best way possible without losing the threat gonna ruin my joke then it, it, they never they never brought things back to life 
after they've been dead for a certain amount. So no matter how well the cryonics were performed, the fact that they're saying now that they can bring squirrels back six months or whatever, and mm. then if you pile on to that, all the stuff that's coming forward now from the, the surface level sciences saying, well, now we've got, you know, we're bringing back woolly mammoth because we now have chewy DNA and all mm. this other stuff that's going on. So it's, it's not even like a soul thing or a consciousness thing. It's actually the, the physics, the, the physiology of bringing back bioorganic beings in the same vessel and having them function in a way that is has meaning that they're expressing in a proper way and not just flailing around and then dying again. Uh, well, if if to that point, Nish, the the work of Dr. Michael Levin, if I'm not mistaken, off the top of my head, has shown that there's an underlying, uh, I think, electrical substrate or uh, core blueprint to this reality in which one could take, for example, the blueprint of a um, of of a of a cat's head and put it, say, for example, on a human, um, and that. Again, I, it's not for me to say if that is, I guess you could say, uh, right or wrong per se. Um, but in terms of this idea of, actually, if I may ask you, Nish, um, to clarify, when they put, for example, these squirrels in the cryogenic containers, uh, if that's the case, um, or are they doing that? Or are the squirrels full on deceased? And then they're literally bringing them back, for example, like in the case of the mammoth. What I'm understanding is, so I don't think they've been cryonically preserved, first of okay. all, and they were deceased squirrels. And there was something that sparked the whole thing. And it's been a while. I remember talking about it. There are, you know, it's, I'm who knows if it's searchable anymore because there's three levels of, of search now in our new firewall system. Um, but, but I think that they had had, there was some, there was like a, there was a ground zero for this, that something had come back to life and that sparked this whole query of, well, can we do this? Is it possible? Now, this is not a new query. We know this and this is right. what's generated the whole cryonics movement. But it was, from what I gather in my memory, they were just frozen in a freezer. Now it is a scientific lab. So perhaps they did take care that there was no water damage, et cetera. But I don't know that the particulars at this point, I just know they were bragging about this or not bragging. They're excited. Let's put this. Uh, well, if I may say it is of my humble opinion that, um, and forgive me if I'm still misunderstanding, but I think that I would have to know if the bioplasmic matrix within even these animals was still present or not. Yeah. And see, I don't have that detail for you right now. Okay. Because then that to me would determine uh, from there specifically what they're doing. Are they bringing back what parts of the matrix? What, uh, if at all, is was the matrix always there and it stayed there? Um, and so that that's for me, I would personally, I would need to look at some of that data to give you a more concrete answer. I, I apologize. No, I respect that. But my point of relevance here was that we went from that I think last year or two years ago mm. to now the story with the boy coming back to life ah. after being absolutely dead for two hours. And they're calling it, a, they're literally calling it a miracle. This is, yeah, this is when it starts. It, it really gets interesting because there's, 
there's so many possibilities and I'm not saying that from a speculative sense. I'm saying that from even what's been collected data wise behind the scenes uh, that, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to be very honest with you guys here. It's of my understanding that could have been something in a case where his, his soul had gone to another place or his bioplasmic matrix had gone to a place temporarily to, for a, a personal purpose of his um as we all have our you know journey if you will uh then there's another possibility for example that there was the uh revitalization via some type of uh what's called linguistic wave genetic resonance transference of of the basically of the what would be called the boundary conditions of certain type of resonant energies that's within phot uh, photons that store information structures there's a lot of possibilities and so um kind of like the, the 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 i think it was the true story that was then written about then they did a movie on it the the boy who met jesus or whatever and what was interesting about that was that when he, when he had come back to being conscious again from being in the hospital he would he said to his parents that he had met certain aunts and uncles who had died before he was born and so they were and he described to a t the detail of what they look like how they spoke their mannerisms so um in terms of an ethical or moral angle of that um that's it's tough it's tough we're gonna need another few hours for that <laughs> i put in our private chat because i don't look at the chat on on the live stream but i just did a fast search and it came up real fast there's other sure. stuff on it anyway um that that is interesting because I'm always trying to follow Dave the idea of what we're being presented with say and I call that pop culture news uh, because we're you know and you should know this you do know this that right. there's a level of disclosure that goes on and mm. uh, it needs to go on so people can cognitively start to engage with what's unrolling and yeah. This seems to be a narrative that is starting to surface more and more. This is not a singular experience, and it's rather yeah. exception, exceptional. We grew up in a world where dead's dead. Right, right. It, th this is um, actually, if I may say, I thank you. I was just looking at the article that you you put in the chat here. I think, and I'm not trying to split hairs here deliberately, but I think we also need to come to a collective agreement. Not just us three but in, uh, being brought back to life Th those terms mean so to speak right because for example uh again not to be super specific but it's like when you go outside for example and it's it's snowing and you say okay well what's that okay it's snow but what's snow made out of there comes a point where you yes. say, okay ice water yes, but yeah. then you we just don't know as as even richard Feynman had said there's not um if we really look at the problem of what energy is we don't have an adequate definition of energy we don't have an adequate definition of force there comes a point where it's just most of the things if not all of the things that are listed as, as givens in science we don't know what they are so we're, we're our whole reality is based on theoretic <laughs> everything right so right. I mean, and then anything that gets practically proven that goes against anything that's been publicly stated gets classified yeah. immediately. So, same yeah. page is important, and that's one of my goals. Right. I know that you have to go. Oh uh, yes, thank you. In a, in a minute or two, yes. And so I I'm not going to ask another lengthy question, but I hope to be having you uh, in conversation more. This has been just such a great pleasure. Yeah, it's awesome. 
Thank you so. I really want to thank the both of you. I really do appreciate it, and um, I, th I think the both of you have uh, my email. If you'd ever like to do something down the road, I'd be honored and, and more than happy. I I really like the level of conversation and discussion you guys think at and 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 converse at. Likewise. How do people Likewise. find you? What like so? Can you just sure. lead us to your world, Dave? Sure. Thank you. Um, you can find me uh, on Twitter at podcast Z, no space, no capitals. You can also find me at um, youtube.com slash generation Z, uh, Z E D, um, no space, no capitals. Uh, excuse me, space, uh, space between generation and Z uh, on YouTube, generation Z podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, and YouTube. And I also have a substack, davez.substack.com. But mainly for those that are really looking to get into the nitty gritty of things uh the main stuff is done on uh whether it's physical actual experiments or uh members only episodes uh multiple times per week and all that would be patreon.com slash generation z um all of the uh the the funds in which my gracious supporters contribute go to obviously first paying the bills and after that reinvesting into the show and into experiments in which we do on the member side and all of that so that's that's mainly where i could be found and uh if anyone is interested they're more than welcome to email me at gen z podcast at gmail.com all right well thank you so much dave it's been an absolute pleasure we definitely need to dig in some of these topics more. <laughs> like my brain's on Thank fire so right much. now. I'm like, I have so many questions, but yeah, <clears throat> not question so much as I just love to chat about it, you know? Yes. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Cool. Well, thank you, Nish. Thank you, everyone. Our lovely audience, except Modwiz. He's not lovely. <laughs> as he, he himself said, uh, but thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week two weeks we'll be back in two weeks with i think solaris is going to be here oh nice so that should be interesting excellent anyway. yes thank you everyone out there and damn what a nice pleasure this was yeah. this was some especially in the shadow of mercury retrograde we get the amazing dave Gator, zed <laughs> thank you so much uh, on thank an eclipse you. there was an eclipse tonight it's happening oh, wow. now Groovy, yeah Groovy, 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 Groovy. all right everyone take care we'll see you in a couple we'll see you in two weeks <laughs>